Hey guys, welcome back to the No Holds Barred Network with another episode of Under the Ropes. I'm your host as always, the EVP of Giggles, the heartbreak chick, the queen of the Indies, Tiffany. And today, I'm so excited. I feel actually really honored about this interview. It's pro- I feel like it's one of my biggest interviews on the Under the Ropes series. So everybody welcome my good friend G. Raver. What's going on? What's up, guys? <laughs> have me on. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Like I said, I've been wanting actually to have you on for a while, so I'm really excited. We've had our good friend uh, Marcus Matters on the podcast before, and he said such amazing things about you, so I had to have you come back on. Maybe in the future, I'll have you both on at the same time. It'd be kind of cool to have that as a Under the Rope series. So He, he constantly, he well, he picks and... He's, he calls me father. Aww. <laughs> I'm like, don't call, don't say that. <laughs> like, I have no kids. Like, I don't have any kids. I'm like, you you guys are enough, I guess. Oh, that's so cute, though. <laughs> does it like make you feel old? <laughs> yes, yeah, is... it does. I mean, it does. But I do. I constantly have moments where I feel like old because I'm like, oh well, you know, they they they're, they're starting out. So I'm listening to them like run into things that I ran into earlier in my career and i'm like man i'm like i didn't feel like that was that long ago but <laughs> it is it's really 13 Time... years oh now, my so. goodness time flies when you're having fun pretty much so right <laughs> fun yeah <laughs> well guys if you're here and new to the under the rope series here i interview everything independent wrestling whether it's wrestlers promoters referees anything behind the stage if it's independent wrestling i got you covered so guys make sure you like share subscribe all that fun stuff on on the channel if you guys got questions i'm sure he will be more than happy to answer them so please drop them in the chat for me so are you ready for uh, this interview? Yeah, so Our- is Chucky. <laughs> Got a lot of boxes back there. <laughs> all the boxes full of stuff that I don't unpack because it's just toys. I'm not like I'm not gonna put it on my walls everywhere. I have some stuff up, but Amazon. I try not. To- <laughs> I'm permanent spot for me so i'm like all right I'll, eventually i'll have to move them i think like amazon loves you pretty much back there <laughs> yeah it is That's... i even got stuff today i think from pro wrestling tees and uh japan oh so. wow see so we got to get you like a really cool setup <laughs> pretty much like I, I just have like a little corner like shelf pretty much with a couple of little things on the shelf so <laughs> looks organized it looks put together i'm i'm like you know we're gonna get my... you we're gonna get you a shelf <laughs> yeah. <Delf> or <laughs> i'm gonna get Those... i love it i love it i love it well maybe when you come back it'll be like uh you know more organized and you can just start showing everything that you got back there but i love the chucky stuff going on back there Chucky is everywhere. Chucky is. I'm wearing a Chucky shirt. See, today. see, I feel for all my horror people out there. My best friend Brad's in the chat. He's so excited for this interview. He's a big horror fan too, so oh. I love it. I'm surprised he didn't give me any questions for you, Brad. I'm like disappointed because like I knew this was an important interview and you didn't give me no questions for him. So you better think of something by the end of this podcast. Yeah. Especially the horror fucking fans, you know, like I always expect something out of them because I'm like, they, you know, they got to be in this. I mean, if you're a horror fan, you, you go to some deep, dark realms sometimes to find some crazy looking movies. And 
I'm sure he's one of those. Oh guys yeah. Too. So wait, are you like? Oh, you know, I don't like. I'm like blowing off like my questions, but pretty much. But are you like a lot into like even the bad horror movies too, or? Oh yeah, yeah. If it's bad, I'm. I'm. I, I watched the more most recent one, and it's amazing. Uh, uh, Killer Sofa. Oh my God! I just watched that like a couple of months ago. <laughs> yeah. When he there's the scene where like. This guy's like underneath the blanket. I don't even know. I couldn't even tell you because I'm so I was so lost in what was going on. The guy was like underneath the blanket on the bed, and then he like hides himself. Oh my and god! And then the couch like peers in the doorway. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm like, I lost it. Oh I, my god! It's over. I took a clip of that, and then I shared it to a bunch of my friends, and they're like, uh, they they were all interested in watching it. I'm like, you need to watch this now. Yeah. Like, the couch just peeked in the room <laughs> before he came in. <laughs> I love it. Where is my friend April? Because she kind of also got me into these bad uh, B-rated movies pretty much. We had watched that. One day we just like sat in my house and we watched like bad movies. That was one. And then the other one, I don't know if you saw this one, was The Killer Piñata. I did not. Okay, so you have to look that up. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm on this. <laughs> I was dying that it's like this Killer Piñata and it's such a bad movie and that it's, oh my god. Um, I'm trying to think of the other one with the, what it, is it, the goat? It, it, like, what it came out, like, instead of candy, it was, like, eyeballs, or... <laughs> I I, I'm trying to remember. I It had, like, candy in it, but it was, like, going killing people or whatever. Oh. Uh, and then, uh, there was another one, too, that I watched on YouTube. I think it was, like, a 10-minute YouTube one. It was, like, the killer Christmas tree. I did not watch that <laughs> It's very quick. It's so bad. It's, like... I'll, I'll be all about it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh, people are in the chat. Thanks, guys. They're all freaking out right now. Um, Mark just asked in the chat, what's Raver's thoughts on the movie Hush? Hush. Um, I liked it a lot. I thought that um, it was a very cool way to, you know, because I didn't know what it was. Uh, for, you know, I just figured it was going to be referring to being quiet or staying quiet of some sort. But the fact that, you know, they were I, I never thought of that, I guess, in that aspect. It's probably been done before. I, mean, I always assume everything's been done before, but this is the first time I saw it where it's like, oh, well, they have a, you're hearing impaired. And if they're hearing impaired and then somebody's trying to get into their house, I'm like, oh, shit. Like, that would be scary. That would be terrifying. But I thought that was good. I thought they pulled that off really well. I was a, I was a big fan of it. And I think I watched it. Um, I don't know. I have like Amazon Fire Stick and Attacked and all kinds of stuff. So yeah, definitely look up the pinata one. You're gonna you're gonna laugh, and then you have to give me your thoughts on it. <laughs> yeah, because what's it? I mean, I've always been into that that kind of weird stuff. I, the first thing I ever seen that was like it was funny because I have uh, his autograph somewhere here. I should have brought it out for this. Mm -hmm. um, it was Rubber the Tire, mm -hmm. and it was just called Rubber. It's about a tire with telekinesis that can blow stuff up with his mind. Oh my god! <laughs> I went to a convention up near my house, and they had the tires sitting on a chair with a table in front of it, and then they had autographs. You could just take one; it was free. Oh, how but cool! Tire marks. <laughs> oh, how cool is that? Oh my god, I love it. Oh, thank yeah, you, Brad. <laughs> yeah red tire marks on a piece of paper and i was like this is this is amazing and i i i don't know i just i from that day i was super happy and I, that movie is bizarre as hell so if anybody hasn't seen the movie rubber 
go watch that okay. movie. I got to put that on my list. Brad brought up Thanksgiving. I love that movie with the oh, turkey. Awesome. Any trauma, like like anything that was like a, a segue from trauma to to Thanksgiving to you know uh, uh, dead grannies and undead grannies and uh, <laughs> all that. Uh, Terra Firmer. Uh, Terra Firmer was one of my first trauma movies I ever watched. And then uh, Tromeo and Juliet. Oh my goodness. I gotta, I gotta catch up on a bunch of these like bad Trump, movies. Show me on Julie. Perfect. Uh, Riley Rubble. Madison's in the chat. She goes, "Hi, best friend." Hello, <laughs> hello, Riley Madison. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah, she had told me when I seen her at uh, the last H two O show that I went to. She's like, "You gotta have him on," and I was like, "I know." <laughs> so, thanks, Riley. You're the best. Okay. So let's let's start a little bit from the beginning because again, like there's there's a bunch of fans that they may know you, they might not know you, whatever the scenario is. But I always like to go back to basics with everybody of like, how did you get into professional wrestling? Uh, I got into it. Uh, everybody kind of, I mean, this is kind of the, I feel like this is a cliche story anymore where it's like, oh, me and my friends, we started in the backyard, uh, and 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 it was, but then it became a point where we all kind of said like. We love it this much to do it in front of absolutely nobody. So why don't we just, you know, go to school for it and, and figure out where we want to go? So my whole thing was I got really good advice from the start, which is a lot of the time that I give people advice with, which is find a reputable school with a reputable reputable trainer that has done something in the wrestling business. Um, that will be the first step in in, in succeeding in, in anything I fir firmly believe at this point. Because had I not gone to CZW Shakara Russell Factory, um, I don't think I would be in the same position I am now. I wouldn't have met the same people and it would have just been a completely different path. But, uh, you know, when I decided to do that, it, it really was. It was just about finding a good school. And I decided that I wanted to go to, you know, CZW Chicago Wrestle Factory because that, that was the independent wrestling I was watching at the time, you know? So to me, that's where I seem to fit in, you know? Love but. it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Um, so I'm just going to go in, like, I'm, I'm, I mixed a whole bunch of my questions. So I'm going to start it off with a, a fan tweet. So actually, he's got a couple. So we're going to start one by one with them. So from my friend Metal2006, he goes, what are the roots of your ring name? Ah, <laughs> I, I was always wondering because I'm like people people don't know like I somebody put me in a group with people one time and they were just like uh, uh, gimmick names from like the 90s and mm -hmm. early 2000s which was like you know M Dog 20 right right <laughs> <laughs> you know, like M Dog 20 uh, you know uh, there's there's a million other weird ones I'm sure I'm sure that people can figure that out and then G Raver was always one that was like. Oh, well, where did that come from? And I never explained it. My last name is Graver, legitimately. Um, so what ended up happening was, this was before wrestling. I mean, we did backyard wrestling and stuff, and obviously in middle school and stuff like that. Um, I dated a girl, and her name was Deanna. And we dated for you know a short period of time. It was a very high school relationship kind of thing. But after we had dated, she would always like yell at me from like the lunch table. And for after a while, she, she would just be like, Brandon, you know, Brandon, blah, 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 roll loud. Like, that was her thing. But then she started saying, because at the time, I wore kind of like baggy pants. Like, they weren't like Jenko UFOs or mm -hmm. some crazy shit like that. Like, they were covered up your whole feet. But they were like considered what would be considered at the time, like rave pants. Like, like right. little Mondo, like, like uh, Rory Mondo, like 
uh, all the, uh, the pants of Mondo's wore and like the Hardys and stuff like that. And, right. but they had like, you know, extra, uh, you know, like straps and stupid stuff on them, unnecessary belt loops and things like that. So they were considered rave pants. And then she started just yelling at me, G Raver. And she just called, kept calling me G Raver. Mm-hmm. And then everybody else called me G Raver. And everybody just kept doing it and doing it and doing it. And then after a while, and people were calling me G or they would just call me Raver, which is funny because that's what people call me now. Like they'll be like G or they'll just say like, oh, yo, Raver. <laughs> and then like, it's just weird because that's always been the thing since even you know, middle school, like that was just the thing. So it was never a name that was, it was just kind of given to me and I just kind of embraced it. At first I was annoyed with it. I hated it because it was just whatever. (laughs) People also used to call me like Grover and stuff, which was funny because like later on down the road, Grover became my name through somebody else's mouth. So like, (laughs) uh, and, and and just, just weird stuff like that. But that, that was, that was the, that was just how it was created. Like that was the gist of it i don't have like it's not like an amazing story like that's the funny thing it's like everyone's like thinking like it's gonna be like some deep-rooted weird thing but it's just an ex-girlfriend of mine that i it's funny because i still talk to her to this day uh she's cool she actually lives in in the area and stuff like that but uh i always i always credit her and she always laughs about it oh no that's cool those are always like the best names is like when somebody gives it to you and they're like just out of nowhere and it just like sticks pretty much so that's pretty cool like I like that. I like that. I would have never thought that, but how cool is that? Yeah, it's weird. It's 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 not like, you know, what I mean, it just was never like I didn't get a name in like because a lot of the time what happens nowadays is like, I mean, even just when I got involved, everybody had like a a, a gimmick name, but a gimmick right. name that wasn't really like ha- it was handed to them by somebody else in the right. class. The class just called you that. Right. Yeah, I feel like I hear that like a lot that the name's like given to you by somebody in, in class or something, but yeah. definitely. But that's cool. Big, but in middle school and it didn't really matter and I just carried it on, I guess. Uh, <laughs> how cool is that though? I love it. Yeah. Um oh. his second question, what's the backstory of why you got into wrestling? Um I would say I mean, obviously whenever you know, I was a young kid. I watched, you know, WWE and WWF, WWF at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this was like Hogan, Macho Man, Bam Bam Bigelow, you know, King Kong Bundy, all these guys. Um, you know, during that era, obviously, I, I fell in love with that as a kid. I actually have a picture. I would have sent it to you so you could use your thing. But it's me. I was showing somebody the other day because they were like, oh, they're like, how far does your wrestling go back? You know, and I'm like, I had an LJN ring with the big LJN rubber wrestlers. Like, I had them when they were still currently in the store. So, like, that's what people don't understand is, like, <laughs> that's that was my first love of it. So, it's me in, on Christmas Day as a kid with the LJN ring in front of me, just sitting. I just tore it open. And uh, then from there, there was just this development into finding out that there was other kinds of wrestling. I mean, this was later on, obviously, in my teens. Um, that I realized that there was just a plethora of all this other stuff. So one of the first things I did was try to go to a local show that was actually here where I live in Columbia, PA, and it was at a fire hall. Well, it was supposed to be like Bob Backlund, uh, Big Dick Dudley, and a tables match against somebody random, uh, Mikey Whipwreck, a couple other guys uh, from ECW at the time, current ECW guys. like, um, And 
I was super pumped to it. We get to the show. It got canceled. Oh, no. Nobody knew. Not even Bob Backlund, because Bob Backlund was the only one that showed up. So Bob oh, Backlund wow. was the first first guy I ever met in the wrestling business. Oh, wow. He came up to us, and he was, like, you know, putting us everybody in the, in, in the chicken wing and things like that. And, uh, you know, it, that was just kind of cool to see, just that interaction. So that was fun to get to interact there. But then the second attempt that I made was to go to Donegal High School, which they had a, uh, um, uh, an independent show there, which I didn't know was actually running under at the time, Maryland Championship Wrestling Brand. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had a lot of their guys mixed with, you know, some other random guys. Um, uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, Axel Rotten was there. Uh, Crowbar, who uh, since today, fuck Crowbar. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> get into that if you want some other time doesn't matter uh (laughs) but i was super supportive of him so like that's what always bummed me out about me and him not really uh seeing eye to eye um but i went there like super pumped to go there to see him see uh you know rotten and uh i think uh joey mercury and um trying to think i was having really bad with names at the time uh and i was on a show with his partner a lot i can't remember but Joey Mercury was there. I remember that. Uh, and uh, they had a tag match. And then the principal wrestled uh, Crowbar. Mm-hmm. That was like the whole fun part of it. And uh, I watched that whole show. And then I got a Maryland Championship Wrestling tape uh, afterwards, which was the Shane Shamrock Memorial Cup, uh, which I saw a lot of guys that I ended up, you know, running into. Like, and obviously, uh, Mike Quackenbush. Uh, Alexis Lurie, which ended up being uh, Mickey James, um, and and a couple other people just mixed around in there, like Daniel Bryan, uh, things like that. So I started really realizing then, at that point, that there's other wrestling. So I wanted to find out, you know, where I could where I could get this stuff. Right. And that's that's what that's what basically started the whole thing. I mean, wow. that's 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 the basic outline there. That's great. We're coming like a long way with wrestling. Um, Nolan, ever to the chat. How are you, yeah. Nolan? <laughs> I love him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love him. He, he's been on the podcast too. You two had a banger of a match. Like, I wish I was there for that. I was super happy uh, with that. You know, I watched him and uh, Austin Luke prior to that. Yeah. Uh, I've watched other Nolan's matches, uh, you know, before prior to all of that too. But I once I had seen that, I just, I had a terrible ass day. Like, it was the worst, assiest, shittiest day that I could have. And then Matt sent me the link to Austin and, and Nolan. And I was like, I, I don't know. I was just happy. I was just so glad to, uh, you know, be able to watch that and super happy what they did because uh, I just knew it was going to be good. Like, I like I was just like, you're, you're going to be fine. I'm like, he's going to be fine. I'm like, I'm not worried about it. And they killed it. So they I'm always happy definitely to hear from Nolan. He did. He's so great. Um. Right. Fun fact, by the way. Yes. No one, without me really even understanding the story of it until afterwards, which even in the moment, like I really gave a shit. Um, if people haven't noticed, uh, he gave me a rabbit's foot. Yes. Which, son of a bitch, like made me feel some sort of way because I'm just like he's not handing this. I just knew right away it was something like he's not just handing these out. Um. So I attached it to my mask, and if people would realize, uh, we're probably the most a uh, clear shot of it that you can see recently was me versus Ricky Champagne, and I sit in the corner and I'm actually teetering it back and forth. 
um, in my hand. And uh, yeah, yeah, I now made it a part of my mask. So Nolan, thank you uh, for giving me a silly rabbit's foot that means a lot. I love it. Yeah, I noticed that at uh, the last show. I was like, how cool is that? So I, lo I love it. It's such great things and great people. Um, all right, let me do this last question. I'll grab yours, Brad, after. Uh, so he said, I tried to keep it to three, but doing a check on you, how is your arm doing after the injury? It's about the same. It's just always shitty, you know, like it <laughs> doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't work the same ways you know i'd want it to obviously i'm very much um yeah i think i'm coming up on or maybe even surpassed the two-year point at this point mm -hmm. which they said I, I would be able to see the maximum amount of movement i'll get out of it in two years from the time that i got hurt and uh it really hasn't progressed it's, it's progressed over time but to a point where now where i'm very familiar with how it works and how it functions and it doesn't function uh nearly what i would hope and the feeling obviously is never there so like and that gets frustrating at times but um because you want to just be able to like wake up one day and be like oh you can feel it you know you right. can you can sense something different or things like that so it doesn't it's really made no progress but the point of it is i guess and in, in, in when it's all said and done is like i'm still doing you know what i love to do even though i have to modify some things uh i've managed to do that so it's adapting it's, it's a lot harder for somebody to know how something is and how it works. And then all of a sudden, all that changes. And then you have to, like, continue on with life and figure out, you know, ways to work around it. Had you'd been uh, best thing I ever heard was, was you know, uh, uh, Greg who reached out to me, obviously, with his palsy. Um, he's had that his whole life. Um, so even though it's hard, he knows, you know, what he's got to do. Right. Uh, you know, he's learned to adapt to that from the gate. It's a lot harder for somebody that you're so used to it and then boom, it stops. Mm -hmm. And then you have to figure out how to go about it. Like he taught me how to tie my shoes, believe it or not. So <laughs> fuck four for a <laughs> <laughs> Man, there's so many, so many ways we could go about this. And it's funny because that was going to be one of my questions. And then I'm sorry, Brian, I promise I'm going to get to your question. So, but I'm just piggybacking off of what he said pretty much. I have been diagnosed with RSD, also known as CRPS, actually, and uh, Nolan, uh, if you're still in the chat, like major props to you because I've been living with this for 10 years now. Um, and it's, it's a horrible nerve condition that unfortunately with me, it's spread on me a bunch of times. Uh, so for me, like I become very paranoid uh, with things that I do because it's one of those conditions that you don't know what's gonna trigger it for it to spread. So to watch someone like Nolan in the ring and doing what he's doing and then even like you at, at having all this nerve damage. So like I kind of, you know, like come to like you guys more because I know right. what it feels like on an everyday basis to have this nerve damage and for you guys to be so active and I'm like petrified. And again, like I said, this has been 10 years that I've been diagnosed with this petrified to do certain things, but I got to live my life. I'm not dying. I'm not, you know, anything like that. It's just a shitty. Right position that I'm in but to watch you guys get in the ring and do everything that you do it's 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 a lot it's it's crazy to me like I give you guys such props for it well I, I appreciate that and I mean it's something where uh yeah like it, it's uh you know because the nerve pain is absolutely uh numbing at times and then sometimes it's just you you have your on and off days I have my on and off days right uh, Obviously, I'm prescribed gabapentin for 
I guess, however, the rest of my life, because there just seems to be an endless supply of that. Right. But, um, you know, I have to take that for, for my nerves and stuff like that. But I'll wake up some days and there'll be shocks. I'll get shocks sometimes that, that they're annoying and they just they happen all day. And people are like, oh, it's a good thing. I'm like, yeah, I don't really care for it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, it's quite annoying. It actually bothers me a lot. But like, I would rather, you know, not feel anything at all, I guess. Right. Right. It's hard. It's hard There's that. every day. And, and it, but it's, it's like I said, it's still one of those things where it's like, I look at it for, for what it is. And, uh, and I'm just like, you know, I mean, I kind of, I made that bed and, you know, I'll, I'll figure out my way around it. And if it has to do with, you know, just adapting and figuring out what I got to do, then I'll do it. But yeah, it sucks sometimes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I definitely. So I with anybody um, dealing with it because I know right away like it's and becoming like almost an expert on it which is because i had to like right. i had to kind of what, what was up with me um and how i was going to be able to you know regenerate and get this thing uh more strength at least because yeah. that's definitely what's noticeable is like there's there's very little wrist strength and stuff like that like my hand will flop around from time to time right it's a great phone holder <laughs> <laughs> It's inspiring, though, even even for people who might have nerve damage or any kind of condition in general, whatever the condition is. But to get into the ring and then maybe there's someone that wants to do it but are, are so fearful of it. But you guys are right. living proof that you guys are still getting in the ring. You guys are still doing it. Um, you know, it's 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 a lot. Like I said, someone like me, like I feel for you guys, you know, that lives through it every day. I appreciate it. So. And I feel for you because I mean, it's I, annoying <laughs> for sure. And like, don't be too, don't be scared. I mean, obviously, just you know, do what you, do what you got to do or do what you should be doing. Right. I know that. Definitely. And it sucks. There's a lot of things that work against us and all that our healthcare system and blah 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 and so on and so forth. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let me get to some of these questions in the chat. All right, Brad's question. Sure. I promised Brad's question. <laughs> He said, you've done a lot in the deathmatch world, main eventing, working in Japan, etc. Is there anyone you still want to work with or any other big goals you want to achieve? Um, yeah, I mean, I would, uh, you know, it's weird. It's a stupid, so I don't even care if it's a one-time deal or, or, or something. I would, I would love, um, Definitely to get either just just some slight TV time. I don't care if it's dark. I don't care if it's you know uh, Ring of Honor Impact, um, something like that. I, I would definitely. It is a goal to do that at some point. I don't even know if that is a permanent goal thing though. It's not like, uh, and I'll get to why in a minute. But uh, just I'd like to do that. That just be a uh, different experience. I've been around it. Obviously, I've been in the back a lot of places and things like that, and even down early ring of honor 2006 2005 um and uh yeah i just that i would definitely want that as a goal as far as anybody and wrestling anybody dude that's everybody i i've always said that from the gate like i i i'm all for as weird as it looks or as impossible as it looks i kind of want it to happen you know what I mean? Right. And I want to be able, because I feel like that also what makes you a good wrestler is that you can have a great match with everybody. Um, 
and you you make it work. There's people you're not going to be vibing with or whatever it may be, but that's a different thing. I, I think your your ability to adapt and and come to those situations and say, I'm going to have this great match with this guy that's seven foot tall and I weigh 185 and I'm 5'8", um, and be able to turn a big match out of it and to make it special, that's my goal. So that's, that's just with everybody. But... Um, I could also see myself and right now and where I really uh, care a lot is obviously I care more about, um, I guess I never really talked about this. So like I care more about other people right now, if that makes any sense. Yeah. <laughs> I just give a shit more about uh, upcoming kids and, and things like that. So I've really, I don't know. I don't know what hit me within this time frame, but I, I just can't help but when i'm around them i get excited to hear their story and i get excited to to help them or guide them in some sort of way or if i can use uh whatever well they they, they would say clout right <laughs> <laughs> or fire or whatever or bet and and they would you know they would uh if i can use that to help them or to you know, advance them in some way and tell a story with it, then I'm happy. And I'm also happy to come up with stories and, and ideas for other people. So that's where I'm at. <laughs> I, I love that. I mean, we're going to piggyback off of that. Let me let me read this comment in the chat. Ricky's in the chat. He said, I have Asperger's autism, so it's tough to overcome disability. And people like you and Nolan are strong to do something. My dad has nerve problems sometimes, and I know how you feel. Oh, that's awesome. Well, I appreciate you, man. And, um, you know, I just did that interview with uh, Big Red on on uh, uh, Big Red, Ryan Redfield on, on H2O. And if you didn't see that or not, it will be on YouTube soon. Uh, I know Matt has that and we're going to upload that to everybody. But he has Asperger's. And I actually uh, asked that question and stuff like that because I wanted him to. I didn't know how comfortable he was with talking about that. You know what I mean? Because it's just such a touchy subject. But it was something I noticed with him when he would do promos, he would stutter. And I knew that wasn't just a stutter. It, it was it was different. So, I, you know, when I first noticed that about him, I reached out to him and, uh, you know, I told him, you know, I, I asked Matt, you know, I'm like, does he have, I'm like, does he have and he said Asperger's. And I'm like, holy shit. I'm like, I knew it was something. And uh, I was happy he got to tell that story, though, on that little yeah. uh in a video and stuff like that. So I, I, I just shot the question out. I'm like, you can answer this and you cannot answer this. I don't expect anybody to do that. And I told him the story about how I noticed that first time I ever watched one of his promos. Um, and he just rolled with it. And I'm like, so happy that he, and I'm so happy he did it because he really reached out to, you know, uh, people like, like Ricky just said and stuff like that. So I was happy to do that and happy to be a part of that and happy he could tell his story. Definitely. He's he's great. I'm yeah. gonna have him on the podcast too soon. I talked to him, so it just I'm gonna schedule it. Yeah. I mean, I mean, honestly, I could sit here. And we're just gonna go into it because like I love H2O, and I've been besides a bunch of the vets that've been coming on the podcast. I've been slowly trying to get all the students on as well to showcase them because what they're doing over there is great and like i've had tremont on the podcast and i love like you could just see all the passion that he has for these kids and everything he does for these kids and like you guys it's definitely noticed and especially by me i talk about it like all the episodes uh you know so you guys are very important to me but they're doing a lot of big things at h2o and all those kids 
are special. And then we'll go here. We'll go with Marcus Matters, who I've recently had on the podcast. And of course, he talks so highly of you. Um, you guys wrestled against each other. You teamed up with each other. I mean, yeah. I was there at the show when he wrestled RSP and then you came out and, you know, you came and I actually had that footage. I know. And I was like, oh, my God, I have the footage. And it when I came back home to watch the footage on IWTV, that part was cut off. And I was like, no, <laughs> I was like, but I had the footage. And I was like, how great is that, that you came like you guys were right in front of me and you helped Marcus up. But it's just it's just crazy to me, like your thoughts about all of this. Uh, it's so weird because for me with that, and this goes back way beyond uh, him even knowing, like I've seen him as an infant, like as a baby. Right. And which, which is nuts to me because I knew his father, yeah. <laughs> uh, Mark Angel. I've known him for almost my whole career. We literally knew each other from way back. So I've known his father for so quite some time. But, you know, have at one point have seen him as a baby. I went to a, some horror conventions. He was there with his dad with. He's all quiet and like, you know, like, oh, hey, what's up? Like, hey, G. River, blah, blah, And like <laughs> going that to like um out for fucking you know we were friends in between there we like we we traded some funko pops i got some funko pops for him that he didn't have like i think it was a pennywise one if i can recall um and to go from that and then from like being a, a, like being hurt and then completely out and my first thoughts were were the kids right. so obviously when I was like, well, what's the first person I'm going to come in and wrestle when I come in and I, and I sit there and I debate it. And I'm like, it's, it's Marcus. I'm like, it's Marcus. I'm like, it's a little Mark. Little Mark's got to be the one. And I will figure out how I'm going to go about that whenever that happens. But I, I, I didn't really know. It took really long time. And even when I kind of, even my uh, decision to come to H2O um, with Matt uh, was made months in advance before I could even, think about when i was going to come back i just didn't know when it was going to be so it, it made all the sense in the world when whenever he announced the extravaganza and what he was doing there and yeah and then mark fell right into that so and now i'm i'm just you know, i'm watching him in florida go with one booking turning in one booking into fucking four or five or yeah. whatever he did and they're just smiling i'm like this is ridiculous <laughs> it's so crazy it's... like i had four matches there and i was like you know i'm done i'm done <laughs> And like I left it off with like Sue and had a great time with her, but like, it, you know, and it just, yeah. But he, you know, seeing the kids do that and seeing them advance in, in that way is, is fun as hell. Right, right. Oh, it's so great. Like even for you guys, like I love seeing it that uh, with him even going down to the collective and it's just, it's just crazy. It's just like, wow. And then he flew back to Jersey to be at right. H2O. Like, man, it must be nice right. to be young again. <laughs> yeah. Cause I'm like, that's one thing. I'm like flights and shit. I'm like, ah, man, I'm good. <laughs> I'm like, I don't really want to fly. I don't really want to go to different states right now. I, I'll go, man. I go back to Mexico. I love Mexico. I go back to Japan, obviously, in a heartbeat. I, I don't think that that's far shot from happening. Um, you know, and then that's that's where I'm at with it. I, I mean, everywhere else, I'm just like, you know what, I. We are in Jersey. Jersey is like the Mecca, man, for good independent wrestling. Uh, yeah. Jersey, Philly, New York, 
Yeah. That's always been the Mecca. Yeah. That's the one that everybody watches and pays attention to. It's just, it's just what it is. Yeah. Um, so when you get to a point, how I am with me, I feel like there's the most I've ever heard was that, and this is from other people's mouths because I can't say it, but they're like, you don't have to do that anymore. And I'm like, I, I get it. And, and, you know, seeing these kids want to do it. I, I think of me um, when I you know, started out in that same time. Yeah. By all means, go, 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 like go everywhere you can, because it does add up. It does make right. sense because it makes sense now to me, you know, like I, I don't have to, you know, go real far if I, if I, if, if need be. And I don't plan on it. I really don't see myself, um, you know, I can even see myself being exclusive uh, at some point, you know, to somewhere. But I don't know. <laughs> you never know. But you enjoy like teaching all these kids as, as you know, that's going on. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's fun. That it's so much more fun than I ever could imagine was sitting there and with Matt and um, coming up, you know, for ideas for all the, you know, hardcore hustle kids and 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 being like oh shit like what do we do this with them and what do we try to do this and we ended up turning out some uh, fantastic ideas for these guys and just it's really just to get them get them over you know what i mean and to to help their careers and and to you know solidify who they are as individuals because a lot of people don't do this stuff you think you, you know you're not just building students um some places i like when i got involved it was just building students just to say Eventually, you're going to go bye-bye, and you're not guaranteed a spot here, that sort of thing. Right. I don't think we're looking at anybody like that. Um, you know, we're we're definitely looking at them as like, hey, this is going to be the this is going to be the the new group, the new posse. Right. Yeah. But it's so great to see. I love seeing, you know, that's teaming up, you know, with these young students, or even you know, one-on-one -on -one matches with them. It's it's great to see, like the future. Yeah. Yeah. I, and and that is it, it's I don't think there's a lot of people that I think that don't think about that and I, they're very much worried about themselves and um, by all means if that's I mean I get it I totally do um, but at the same time I feel like you can still do that um, still stay you know whatever relevance you want to stay in and in the same sense uh, get excited about you know seeing other people succeed or seeing other people do this and this was not a thing that I, I'll tell right now that wasn't I never like thought it in that way of just like, it's, it's not like, Oh, disrespectful that you're not, you know, considering other people or that sort of thing. But I definitely was very much concentrated on my career, especially going to Japan. Therefore, after it, I definitely had different goals set in mind, but then after get hurt and after, you know, some just moments in life and you realize like, shit, man, I could, uh, I could do a lot more. And right. as long as I felt good about it, you know, like, what's wrong in that and and as long as it felt good and felt what i was doing was going to help somebody then by all means you know definitely uh my friend jimmy's in the chat he went oh shit that's right yeah i got him on the podcast jimmy <laughs> he said he goes what's good g brother that's uh jumbo ref in the chat shout out to you what's up man um <laughs> <laughs> uh, mark i'll get to your question but i want to elaborate a little bit more about h2o because i want to talk about your entrance with oh. a car at h2o misery <laughs> with the fuck 440h sprayed all over it and then i learned that you drove the car there you painted it you did everything and now it's for sale which is so cool <laughs> <laughs> i um i didn't well i didn't get it there uh, it was actually through uh, one of our students who's okay. current 
taking some time off, but he's the one that acquired the car. And once okay. we acquired the car, he brought the car there. And then, uh, and that was with Stretch. Uh, mm-hmm. Stretch is the one that acquired that car. And it's funny because it's the exact same car I actually drive, but red. I drive a black one. Um, and that's a, I think it was, a, I'm pretty sure it was a Tibby. It was a Tiburon. So uh, once we got it there, I was like, go out and get some spray paint. And I'll just, my original idea was just, fuck 440 on the uh, fuck on the windshield and then 440 on the hood then i went nuts because i was like uh my friend jake he jumped up on the top and put rs pussy on the top and then i was like that was the only other thing it was done to it and then i went around and i put like fuck 440 on the sides <laughs> put fucking rs pussy everywhere <laughs> and i just went ape shit on it and then it was not intended at all for an entrance it wasn't that was made uh, kind of just uh, naturally, I guess, through talk. And, and everyone was like, why don't you like have somebody push it in with you on top of it? And I'm like, that's wild. Um, <laughs> I didn't think to do that. And uh, they were like, yeah, let's do it. Let's make it happen. And I was like, okay. And even when, uh, you know, even when some other people showed up, they were like, I hope like you're planning on riding that car in. And I'm like, ah, apparently. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, sure. I'll... And so now everyone's like, it's like a WrestleMania entrance, like, you know, like a right. girl, uh, you know, like the tank or something. <laughs> oh, it's like, it looked like a rally car. That was really cool. I was like, this is a sick entrance. Like, I'm so sad I wasn't there. <laughs> like... <laughs> it was a very good vibe. It was an awesome vibe for sure. And uh, yeah, it it, uh, it went really, it went, it went really good. It was good. It was good. All right, let me yeah. get to Mark's question. He goes, can you talk us through the evolution of your mask? Ooh. Uh, yeah, the original mask um, was actually uh, two Halloween masks. Uh, some of the blow mold, if you know what the blow mold type ones are, uh, they were used, you know, for kids' costumes way back in the day. But they're still used today, but they're usually made a little bit thicker and whatever. I'd actually cut... Uh, an upper piece of one off and then a lower piece of another one and attach those together. So it was very cheaply made at the time, but it served its purpose. Um, I think I have photos of every iteration of it. Um, Eventually down the line, I did that again uh, with different, two different masks and things like that, just putting it together, painting it. Um, And then after a while, um, I gotten obviously it was like I said into horror movies and I saw what essentially what I was making was essentially what this main character was in this movie, which is called the Hills Run Red. Um, there's a baby a character in there called Babyface. And then I saw that mask there and I was like, I just want that mask. That's just bad. <laughs> and I nobody it was it wasn't in it was, it, it's a it's a B film, but it's a good B film. And uh, a friend of mine is just a sculptor um, I would mention his name right now, but uh, to be honest with you, he pissed me off a long time ago. <laughs> and, and <laughs> it's all because like he owed me something and I, I really wanted to try to help him mm-hmm. and try to help advance him into different fields and stuff like that. And then he just kind of gave up on me. So he has sculpted it. Um, and then I had it casted it in resin. And the, that was the first iteration of it without just, it was kind of, I think somebody owns it, to be honest. I think I sold it to somebody a long time ago. Um, and they would probably, you know, have pictures of it then. But uh, 
that was just a more yellow brownish kind of one and that was the same thing that's been what's happening now uh the second one uh there was a black one from I mean, all black with like white writing on it from black craft wrestling um there was another a version of that made uh in resin uh same thing different color scheme then i started when i was supposed to wrestle jimmy havoc leading up into the black craft thing i said i kept teasing about getting the horns like he was going to get the horns and blah 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 blah. and when i teased getting the horns at the black craft show in uh white eagle hall that went to mass you can watch the uh documentary on the, <laughs> the rise and fall of black craft wrestling on uh youtube if you want to um i debuted it for that because i wanted it to be for me and jimmy havoc and what ended up being for me and schlack in the chains, which at the time there was no promotion that ran in chains. It was just a chain match that was set up in White Eagle Hall uh, for the main event. It was supposed to be me and Jimmy Havoc. And that's where the horns came from. And then after that, I had, you know, got sliced and took a, a year and four months off. I took the mask that I originally had uh, with the horns and I repainted it all, mm -hmm. uh, put blood coming from the horns and stuff like that. So it's just a different version. There's always been, I think there's like five or six different versions, maybe seven. I don't know. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. Is that, that's literally how it happened. It was funny because uh, Carl had sent in, uh, send me a, a fan question. He said, where did you come up with the clothing idea of uh, Get the Horn? So I'm assuming that plays with it too. That's exactly where it came yeah. from. And it's funny because I just told this story recently too. And people are going to laugh because they have no idea that. It comes from one of my favorite movies, and this is, it's cliche, but at the same time, like, I don't care. I've watched some crazy <laughs> shit, but one of my favorite movies is The Breakfast Club. Oh, okay. He says to, <laughs> and when he comes in, he's like, obviously, the scene of, you mess with the bull, you get the horns. And he keeps giving him detentions prior to that. And that's the last thing he says before he leaves. And, you know that that's where that comes from yeah. you mess with the bull you get the horns and that comes from obviously the principal and the movie and stuff like that's that, so. pretty cool his his other part to that question was when can we expect a new shirt in the line uh that is already going to be happening as soon as possible along with more uh cards because i found out that a lot of people really love the cards mm -hmm. um i've been you know selling these and stuff like that just cool. through my facebook and stuff like that but I feel like cards. cards and pins are like huge right now. Lucrative. I, I'm like, you know, the, that has been the most enjoyable thing to do. How cool is um, that? Tom Customs yeah. made that, right? The Tom, Tom, uh, All the credit in the world to Tom's Customs. He did kids a killer job. Yeah. And he designed uh, the poster for this. Look how cool. And yeah, we turned it into a card and yeah, these are pretty sick. So cool. So, yeah. <laughs> I was just so messaging with, uh, was it Jared Evans? And I sent him my thumbnail I was making for our podcast that we're going to do together. And then he asked me a question about it. I go, listen, I'm no Tom Customs, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, 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 yeah, I appreciate the hell out of him. He does an excellent job. Check him out on, on Twitter and yeah. Instagram and stuff like that. Cause, uh, yeah, he's, he's really good for that kind of thing. And he does stuff on his own yeah. just for fun he's into you know whatever he's into at the time mm -hmm. uh, i think he went he did what he recently did one for moxing moxley engage yeah uh, for, he did one for cody uh, and kenny i saw it recently too that was yep. cool uh i gotta yeah. get him on the podcast like so important i'm writing a note right now guys <laughs> to get him on <laughs> <Nope>. noted <laughs>
Okay, let me. All right, let me get this uh, post in the Facebook chat. Jimmy says, ask him if he remembers doing the beer fest with NYWC and the Night Stunner spot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we, uh, <laughs> we were at the NYWC show and then they had it at this, this uh, where it was basically a beer testing place, which was awesome. There was actually a beer there that was like, uh, cigarettes and something. I don't know what it was, but it actually tasted like somebody had dropped a cigarette in it, um, which sounds really gross, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, like super gross. But like, yeah, it was like cigarettes and ashes and all kinds of gross shit. And it was it was good. It was we were just had it. So we're in the match and we all decide that uh, I think it was like me, uh, Joe Gacy. Uh, I, I remember who Connor Claxton. I, there's so many people in it. I feel like I'm like I'm I'll be let down if I, if I try to remember everybody. I think Kit Osborne was there. Um, yeah, and we all take you know a swig of uh, a, basically a together uh, shot in the beginning, and 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 we all like cheered and because it was the beer fest, so we right. all cheered. We all had the drink. We all sipped it, and then we basically. Uh, you know, I, I think what we did was something. I don't know if it was Kit. They all gave us the stunners. I forget, or something. It but would be all Kit. Stunners, <laughs> and we all shot. Right, we all shot out beer, or we all interlinked, and then one stunner on everybody, and we all spit out the beer at the same time. I think it was something of that effect. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was all like I, I'm pretty sure it was like interlinked human centipede stunner with all of us taking have taken a twig of uh, a beer and then we took the stunner and I think we all shot it out if not we all shot it out individually <laughs> <laughs> I just yeah. tagged him Kit was that you like seriously <laughs> yeah I'm pretty sure Kit was in there I'm, I'm positive he was because <laughs> I, I remember it was him uh, I don't remember if Casanova was in that match or not probably i wasn't that like one of his uh like shows i know like he's done before yeah like he definitely helped i think he helped arrange that or something at the time or something of the effect and we had one that was outside we had one that was inside one time right um and they were um i think i don't know i'm pretty sure they were under the same banner i think it was all end of nywc probably was all of those guys (laughs) i've had a bunch of these guys on the podcast too which is great so I think he wrestled Depp in the one show. Yeah, it was it was pretty awesome. Pretty cool. All right, let me go on to another fan tweet. Carl said, "What did you do first, tattooing or wrestling?" Uh, tattooing, wrestling really fell at the same time. I feel like, which was crazy because I like I literally was uh, learning uh, tattooing as I was, uh, you know, going to school and traveling to Philly. Um, right around the same time so like i was just kind of i even let off off tattooing for a little bit because i felt like man this is a you know a pipe dream kind of thing too along with a pipe dream of wrestling i'm like this is kind of a weird spot but i'll get it eventually and i hung on to the tattooing for a while and then i obviously anymore now i dropped it off but i'm i'm okay with that I, I just I think I did enough with it, which was, you know, I got to a point where I was very happy with the results of what I was creating. And to go backwards is kind of tough. So, like, it's been that long. I mean, that's, and that would be 13 years of, of, you know, learning a learning curve up to a point, been in three different shops. Um, and then I just I just tapped out on it. I also get really annoyed at the industry. I, I get really annoyed at the 
you know uh <laughs> it's kind of like wrestling it right. had its like you know uh it's ups it's downs underground. right yeah yeah underground respect and rules and and things like that and and people act some sort of way about it you know a lot yeah. of the time when, re when realistically it's just like calm down man you're just you know you know what it is right just it's your art and you're putting it on people and you have to you know work with them and things like that and you can be happy doing that that's great but that's that's what it is. I mean, there's there's respect and stuff that comes with the industry and stuff, but some people get too carried away with it, and I'm just like, shut up, man. At the end of the day, you're just drawing on people's skin, and then you're gonna die. But, Chill yeah. out. <laughs> Pretty fine. <laughs> Relax. It's like that's you. Relax. <laughs> <laughs> his second part question was, which tattoo needles does he do for his signature spot in the match, shading or line work? Uh, they're actually um, liner needles sometimes, and then sometimes they're round shaders, which are very rarely used. Um, but I used to use them on smaller pieces because I like the round shaders for smaller pieces and filling mm -hmm. in and stuff. And you can usually you know, blend pretty well with that, right. that sort of thing. I've always was used to that. But uh, liner needles usually, and they're usually groups of like, I'd say seven round liners. That's usually like where I'm happy and content. And uh, if it's the shaders, it's about the same. It's probably like a seven round shader, right. uh, which are grouping kind of like this, you know, together. And they're more spread apart. That's the only difference between a round shader and, you know, a mag. It would be like that. Somebody wanted me to use a mag, which is, they're lined up like that. Mm -hmm. And I'm, that's rude. I'm like, I'm not doing that. Because <laughs> <laughs> that could like, I mean, that that's really rough. Oof. But yeah, usually liner needles. Oh yeah. I, I, I have my share of tattoos. Some are uh annoying. That color. Well, I mean I have tattoos that are like freaking twenty years old, so it's like ow. Right. <laughs> it's like back then it's changed so much from like twenty years ago to what it is now because I was like, Okay, let me go get like a touch up from like twenty years ago and it's like ow like back then, but uh it's come a it's come a long way. Um Oh yeah. It definitely has. So we have some more fan tweet. Don Hallowell says, what's his favorite tattoo that was that you've given someone? Oh, um, one of my favorite ones was a, a Marilyn Monroe zombie. Uh, I have a photo of that. I haven't posted it. Oh, that's cool. I, maybe still on my Instagram or, or my Facebook somewhere. Uh, that was really fun to do. It was all black and gray. Um, any horror related ones I got really excited about, obviously. I also really didn't mind doing flowers. Like, <laughs> like everyone's like, oh, yeah, like, I bet you like doing some really crazy shit. I'm like, yeah, I like doing crazy shit. But I didn't mind doing flowers either. That's cool. Yeah. I like that. Um, yeah, my Rose, for sure, one of my favorites. That sounds cool. I got to see that. I got to go find it on uh, your Instagram. <laughs> it's in my phone. It's like, it's, seriously, I only kept a couple of photos of mm -hmm. some of my work. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I kept some of my last ones that I had done. But like even the last one I really did was, um, do you remember um, uh, all the ghosts from um, uh, what's the movie called? Look, <laughs> they're, they're all locked in a house. This is driving me nuts sometimes. Uh, but there's a jackal in the in, in the one, and, and it's in the house, and the jackal has a cage over its head. Um, and it, it's just a really crazy preserve. There's that. There's uh, uh, the Dead Princess. I think there's one of them. Uh, Tank. Um, a couple other ones. Brad, He's you're like, in the chat. You should know. Brad's like the encyclopedia. 
like upper ghosts. It's like seven ghosts and nine ghosts or something. Or ghost, ghost something. <laughs> but I love that movie. It'll, but, it'll come to you. And then you're like, ah, shit. The minute that I hit uh, 13 ghosts, Jess said. Yes. There you go. Thank See. you, Jess. <laughs> Thank you so much. Appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is just how my brain works now. I would have remembered that like 10 years ago. <laughs> um, <laughs> probably when it came out. Uh, but yeah, like I, I did that. And that was one of the last ones I did. Um, the Jackal from that. And and I was like, you know, I was pumped about that. That's cool. That's cool. Uh, Kelly yeah. in the chat said, yes, great movie. Um, yeah. I got to I gotta put it on the watch list. Okay. No, it's, it's good. Really good. Okay. I'll definitely yeah. put it on the watch list. So I feel like I have to put a bunch on the watch list like later. So <laughs> it's horrible things to put on. <laughs> Oh, I'm sure. Uh, Don's next question is, is there anything that you that you have declined to do in a match? Yeah, I get this one a lot. And, and it was funny because I did decline doing barefoot. And then I did it for uh, Ian Rotten because he somehow called me and convinced me that it was a great idea. And there was no reason to have barefoot anything in my life. Um, but I'm really sketched out about feet stuff. Like, I don't like feet stuff. Like, I would never do that again. But I thought about the match and like where we did, I did that with Reed Bentley there at IWA. And I said, you know, like absolutely never, ever, ever, ever. And I mean, to the point of like, I don't like stepping on rocks or like, for instance, my, like my, my dad, I live with him and he put a bath mat in, in the, in the fucking shower that one of them spiky ones. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. The little like well, plastic when, things. No. Right. Well, when they're brand new, it hasn't had time to, like, get some wear and tear. You know what I mean? Right. So they're like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> I stepped in there and, dude, I thought I was going to, like, collapse. I was like, ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> and, like, I was, like, freaking out um, over this bath mat. And then, uh, yeah. So, like, it's to that point. Like, I don't even want to fuck with that. So, like, I pulled the bath mat, like, forward and fuck it off. Um. But yeah, he somehow convinced me. But we really we had everything that was tame. We had like army men. Mm-hmm. Um, we had bottle caps, um, giant Legos, Oof. like the big ones. Yeah, <laughs> but they were still rough. And then one had thumbtacks in it. We didn't end up. We didn't end up even using that. We actually like looked at it and like put it down and like pretended like we didn't notice it. Because mm-hmm. he said that there wasn't going to be anything sharp in the match, so he tried to like s- slip a, a sneaky one in there. <laughs> Sounds like Reed. Definitely sounds like Reed, you yeah. sneaky bastard, you. But we end up using them anyway, so it was good. <laughs> and me and Reed had a really good match. It's actually, I really, really like that match. Um, he's a psychopath and took tattoo needles in the bottom of the foot. Oh, my goodness. So, you guys are crazy. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Guys... Uh, it was the uh, second. Uh, um, I think it was one of the. Guardians of uh, Guardians of Hardcore or whatever it was, mm-hmm. and uh, I think it was like the second one or something like that. We like literally start off the show. That's cool. Uh, yeah, Louis Ravos is in the chat. He said, "G Raver, I love you, brother. One of the best in the world." What's up, Louis? <laughs> so great. <laughs> um, so his last question, Don, is if he could only have one last match. Who would it be against? Mm, 
Wow. Uh, maybe, I don't know. I've never really thought about this. Really? Yeah. Well, I think also with the fact of the evolvement, right, too, with, with wrestlers, that it could constantly change, I would think, right? Yes, because then, you you know what I mean, when you really think about it, where you would have said maybe a certain guy maybe a couple years ago. Right. Uh, you That would have changed dramatically had you seen somebody in a new position in a couple years from there and that sort of thing. So that's tough. With having said I kind of always wanted to wrestle everyone that that includes, I mean, legitimately anybody I can think of. But if I had to have a, like if I had a realistically, like I have a last match and I wish, and this would be in hopes that, you know, would pull him out of, you know, where he's at because he's very content with where he's at, which would be Matt, you know, like, so I think I would be Matt realistically where, where I'd be like, all right, put me out of my misery, please. (laughs) I love it though. I would love that. Definitely. It's funny because yeah. I've asked even like Tony Depp in that and he said the same thing to me. He's like, I never really thought about it. I didn't. I never really. I'm not, and not people have asked me people I've not wanted to have matches with, but not like the last match. Like not like, oh, what would you because my idea of the last match yet like years ago. You know, and I'm considering that in, in a sense, but it would have been like, oh, if I have a last match, then it's got to have like the ring has to be made out of like light tubes. Or like, <laughs> yes, like all this crazy shit, right? And now I'm like, no fucking way. <laughs> yeah, I don't even want to do what I'm doing now. You know, right. with Jimmy, I don't want to do that. Oh boy, I'm oh. being legit. Like oh. I don't want to do that. I didn't want to do uh, any of the weapons in in the uh, the uh, I quit match. I didn't want to do any of the barbed wire, and I did it anyway. And I was just like, we're gonna do it, and then we're gonna do it fucking full on go right and i just i just don't i just don't want to i don't want to do it i don't especially glass i don't want to do it understandable you guys are crazy <laughs> you can't believe like <laughs> i still cringe a little bit with some of the stuff but <laughs> I mean, when you think about it it's just like I, I you don't handicap yourself with glass and then just jump back into it like that's yeah. not a thing so like i didn't and nor did i think i ever needed it at that point and i didn't even need it then um but then I'm like, you know, like, like that's a perfect example, though, of like where I would have said a last match and what I wanted it to be like then. Right. And then a year, four months later, like, no, no way. Like, I don't right. want any of that. <laughs> Understood. Um, so I recently just had last week Mark Angel on. And we talked about the involvement of wrestling and how we grew up. And we never really saw, like, intergender wrestling. So obviously, <laughs> you've been in multiple matches but most recently you have wrestled too young at uh no peace so yeah. how how is it to work with with you know women today in in wrestling in these intergender matches i think it's great i got no problem with it whatsoever um i know some old heads in the past would look at it as being like but i think it's also the idea of, a, of an old idea mm-hmm. where they see you know uh women in professional wrestling where they see them I also think it has a lot to do with what they see in life. So I also question a lot of people that are like, oh, I don't want to do that because I believe it's like, you know, uh, there's, I mean, people have domestic reasons. People have like, like, oh, I'm not doing that because that's like hitting a girl and that's like proving, like saying like it's okay to hit girls and that sort of thing. Okay. Um, 
but it's also cool to say that, you know, I know fucking nine different girls or 10 or 12, maybe 20 or 30 different girls that can kick the shit out of you and you're a guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? I know way more girls nowadays that I feel like I could absolutely demolish guys. Uh, so I've always looked at it that way and I've never doubted anybody, no matter what their gender was in, in that sort of aspect. So I've never had uh, any feelings about that and I, I would have done that had you know because when it was done even years many years ago it was very rare and then when it was it was always treated in a certain manner or way or whatever um we're trying to put on entertaining matches here guys like just shut the fuck up <laughs> like anybody that bitches about this like shut the fuck up <laughs> I, I love it yeah he would have talked to me about this years ago i've been like well, I think, I think it's okay. <laughs> and, but now it's like, I don't give a fuck. Uh, I love wrestling Sue. I love wrestling Maria Manic. I, I love wrestling um, every, every, every Kennedy Copeland. I, I, all of them. I would have wrestled them a million times over and had a fucking blast. And yeah, I just think, I, and I think it's great. I don't know. I love the intergender stuff. I think it's great. And I think it's just cool. It's a cool story to tell too. Yeah. Just to, to you know, be like, just that in itself, you know, like, oh shit, you know, like this girl's fighting, you know, this guy and this guy's known for being a fucking a sick bastard or crazy asshole. And then the girl's like, you know, kind of happy or has a happy gimmick or timid or whatever it is. And then she's like, fucking going ape shit. I love that. <laughs> I think it's great. It really has come a long way. I love intergender matches. And I've had a bunch of women on the Under the Rope series, and they've said that sometimes they feel safer working with men in the ring than they do with other women. So yeah, it's crazy. I've heard that, too. I didn't want to be the one to say that. You said <laughs> I said it. Blame me. <laughs> Blame me. It's okay. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I've heard that same thing where, where that, you know, and I mean, trust me, I, I, I've, I have seen some shit girl wrestlers but I, for every shit girl wrestler i've seen maybe many many more shit guy wrestlers yeah uh probably exceeding way exceeding right. uh past any kind of women uh as far as wrestling was concerned uh way more shit men <laughs> uh, shit gimmicks and shitty fucking attitudes and never did shit so uh <laughs> Which I kind of, you know, I, I laugh at that. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I get that. I get that aspect. And then at the same time, like, I do sometimes miss because for a while there, we began to see every woman that was maybe in a, in, a, in a bed. They wouldn't so much as bring another girl in for them to, like, equally have a great match with, but they would have a guy. So now I get excited, to be honest with you, when it's girl on girl, like, right. just to see it. Right. Not that I have a problem with it. I just, like, I get excited when it's just girl versus girl right. type stuff. Right. Because I feel like that's missing sometimes, too. Yeah, no, definitely. You know, especially if it, and I understand if you're you're the odd girl out and you're the only girl at a certain promotion, um, chances are you're going to end up wrestling a bunch of guys forever. Mm-hmm. You know, unless they bring somebody in or they get another girl wrestler. And now it's like I now I just get excited to see girl versus girl because I feel like that's super special, which in its own way and in, in its own right, I think is really cool, no. you know, because that's just it's just a. Uh, cool way to segue into well what essentially is back to regular you know uh, female versus female and and that if that's exciting to me like 
Right. I was like, great. If you can build that in that way, I think it's great. Yeah, and then even like nowadays, now we've gotten like women that are main eventing mainstream, right. which is which is crazy. And having these amazing yeah. matches that it's like wow like compared to what it was like with me like growing up and not really seeing that that if you did see a female it was kind of like you were being you were the valet you weren't wrestling yeah you were it was patronizing shit i mean right. it really was it was obviously sexualized and or you were put in like a weird position like i i, I and, and i hated that like, i mean everybody was like you know look ooh, but they did their job at the same time but i always love the ones that obviously did that and they still stood out with their wrestling which right. you know, lita trish stratus um it, right down to kelly like kelly kelly like i felt like all of those girls did something right. you know uh yeah like Definitely. come on uh donald in the chat he goes i thought mickey knuckles had an amazing match at h2o she did I was like, I love that match. That match was great. Like, exactly. Was like, so thoughts exactly. <laughs> it was, they were killing each other. Like, and Mickey is just intensity. Like yeah. the whole time she's intense. Right. So I'm excited as hell, which I'll segue into myself into talking about, you know, she has uh, already been announced for hardcore kingdom at H2O. And I'm just, all I keep thinking is like, who? Who's going to be it? Who's going to be the first? Right. I'm like, I, I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, I don't even know. So that's great. But I, I love you. Like what H2O does that we get a little bit of everything. So you get your regular matches, you get your death matches. Then we just had the intergender, which is nice. So you get a little bit of everything. And that's what I really love is that you can't get bored, right? Like it's not just like one thing over and over and over again. You have variety. You have your high right. flying, you have your technical, you have your death match, you have your inter it's just it's just a beautiful thing that the involvement of wrestling, of where it was yeah. to where it is now. Oh, it is. It's cool to see and I'm I'm always I always get excited about the changes. Some people don't, they're all pissy busy. Um they can be that way. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why people like shit on like everything. It's like if you don't like it, go find something that you're gonna like. So right. there's so much oh. out there. Yeah, go something do something i don't know and <laughs> that's yeah <laughs> uh, i have a high annoyance for anybody that's just i understand having a passion and caring about it because i i get that i right. get that and caring about something that you love so much um but when it comes to just ignorance and fucking your shitty ignorant opinions from you know 1970s uh, leading up to now like and you've never changed your thought process not one time in that you're just ignorant like Ignorant, nice. completely ignorant. Well, uh, times, man. What? Change with the times, man. Definitely. Uh, Brad wrote this weekend. You're facing Jimmy in a glass ceiling match. Can you tell us what's gonna? It's what it's gonna entail. No. No. <laughs> Damn. No, because I mean, here's here's the thing. Now, this is why I'll say this, and I said this. Um, whenever I, I'll, I'll tell you what, what, why, why I won't say why you know it's it's uh it's it's you know people wanting literacy and and wanting it to be literal all the time and that wasn't the intention when it, when i was like well what i want to do uh with this and what i don't want to do with this is two separate things um the literal aspect of it is thinking people thinking which is okay to think uh glass in the sky you know falling down uh i don't know 
uh, is, is, it, is it that or is this is, is it the glass ceiling interpretation of that this is it that I don't want to do anything past this point I want this to end um, is it that or or is it a literal is it a literal sense um, that's where the 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 development came from and what I wanted to do that then decide that I was gonna want to not do but I did anyway right <laughs> which was come up with this disgusting creation which um, you know and 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 in that development it became about what I wanted to what I wanted to present and I want everybody to be excited for it because I feel like that's missing from wrestling too let alone I don't really want to do any of this shit because I don't, I'm not lying when I say that. I think people think that that's like no work or me saying that, uh, <laughs> you know, to, I don't want to do any of this shit. I don't. So I'm doing this in, in on, all honestly to, uh, there's, there's sometimes there's only one way to tell a story and then that's it, you know? So I want everybody to get what they want out of this and to feel happy and be excited about it and to yeah come into it no not knowing all the time right because it's fun definitely but i love it i love seeing <laughs> what people think like i have uh drawn diagram over here literally to my left and i could literally grab it and say hey look no <laughs> <laughs> like i drew this shit so like no <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah so have fun enjoy it please uh if you're coming to the show enjoy it if you're watching from afar enjoy it and i just you know hope i don't die <laughs> yeah please don't <laughs> please don't no <laughs> well, <I> <laughs> well a whole bunch of us will be there the uh, saturday so definitely i'll come up to you brad will come up to you there's like a whole bunch of us so we'll definitely come up to you and come say hi to you this saturday at gcw if you guys aren't going uh please make sure you go on uh, fight tv and go buy the show because all the gcw shows are great so um i have one final question for you if you guys have any other questions please drop them in the chats yeah. uh donald said i loved your non-death matches especially the ones with gory Thank you, because uh, uh, I love them too. Because I feel like that's one thing that if uh, people hadn't realized, like I wrestled for years, I, I, I never got the opportunity to do deathmatch wrestling right away. So for years, I just had regular wrestling matches. And even now, when I have regular wrestling matches, people were like, "Oh, well, me and Ricky had our match." Like, right. we didn't have. I had my tattoo needles, and there was a car out there. Essentially, that was it. We, me and Ricky, Ricky's uh, like, I'm synonymous with deathmatch wrestling. Clearly, Ricky is too. But we didn't need any of that. Just goes to show you, you know? Yeah, it was great. It was such a great match. It really was. Yeah. If you guys did but watch it. <laughs> Brad, Brad wrote a check. Uh, Kathy, Kathy, my do goddaughter, she's coming too, so she's gonna come say hi to you as well. So Brad, did did uh did Kathy see him before? So that's a question like for me that I don't know if uh Kathy's watched him. Uh, so he said Raver versus Mida. I know I'm saying it right, Mida, right? Starting out with straight chain wrestling was so good. So Brad, yeah. So uh. Thank you. HP just said, gee, what beard oils do you use? None. None. I, surprisingly, 
never got into the beard oil thing. Like I, I wash it and stuff like that. I, I just, I, I guess I never delved into that realm and I've had a beard for so long, but I also felt like I didn't, I don't know. I just felt like, I guess I didn't need it. But if you think I should just tell me. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the F you on. I don't know. Somebody's like, let's think about that one. Like, I would totally do that. There you go. Or maybe you should come up with your own or something, and then you could put it like in a uh, like a tattoo needle kind of, you know, bottle. <laughs> oh, I think that would be cool. Like, cause I I would stand next. It's funny you said Effie. I'd stand next to him and hear these little bottles, right? Mm-hmm. And he's like Effie. I was like, what is this? <laughs> and he's like, it's a fragrance. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. I'm like because. <laughs> It looked like something else there, buddy. And I'm like, but it was joking with him. And he's like, no, it's a fragrance. And I'm like, okay. okay sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, Sean Patrick O'Brien's in the chat. Shout out to you. Good guy. He's going to come on the podcast in a couple of weeks. Looking forward to that interview too. Um, yes. Awesome. Let's help you. Uh, so this is my final question. I ask everybody this. To all inspiring and amateur wrestlers out there, what's a piece of advice that you would give them? Uh, I, I would say at this point, um, being around the kids and, and watching them a lot of the time, um, I'd say the biggest piece of advice is to uh, reach out and ask um, I know sometimes, uh, you know, asking questions is never a bad thing, but I feel like there was times like as I was training and stuff like that, sometimes you just, even though that they, they opened that door and they said that is one of the, you know, obviously keep your eyes and ears open, your mouth shut kind of thing. That only goes uh, to me so far. I mean, I started off with that idea, but then there's also the aspect of like, the no question is a dumb question. I mean, you're going to find out that. Uh, had you'd asked them a lot sooner or maybe figured out some trial and errors from the beginning, especially with today. Um, I would say with kids with now is obviously just be respectful, ask questions. Um, please understand your place in wrestling in the moment and and let people help you and let people guide you. Um, take advantage, full advantage of what today's wrestling is considered and, and how it gets over and how it works we have so many platforms um for you to be able to succeed and and stretch yourself a lot further and get seen by way, way many more eyes than when a lot of us that started out we caught the back end of tape trading and stuff we were still in that like if you saw this dvd or blah 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 then you hope that you know somebody else would trade that and show that to somebody else like that was the error I caught the back end of that and then we had like smart video which had like distribution with like dvds and 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 blu-rays and that sort of stuff like later on but dvds was like a heavy thing at one point and so we had that little bit of you know back end tape trading to dvd land if nobody watched your dvds then you weren't nobody was paying attention to you um now we have a plethora of things there should be no reason uh, that you should not consider uh, asking the right questions in, in, in the right things and asking the right people those questions and taking advantage fully and understanding that you're not just being watched by the 30 people that are in your attendance or the 200 people or the 300 or 400 people. You're being watched by a couple thousand 
online too, which is insane to me. I wish, I wish I would have started off like that. I could have skipped a whole bunch of shit. <laughs> like, so just don't be afraid to ask questions and please try to understand and take advantage and learn uh, as best you can uh, when you're starting off for sure. Don't ask us silly people uh, those questions. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Uh, Sean said, what up, G-Ravers? One of my favorites in and out of the ring. See, see you soon, bro. Uh, it's good to hear from you, bro, for sure. Love it. Love it. Um, so, guys, again, if you have any last questions, just drop them in the chat. But where can everybody find you and merch? I mean, I have all the links below, but tell everybody that's listening, like, all the fun stuff, what they can get and find you. Yeah. There's uh, several iterations of Clownette because I'm allowed to sell them because I won in court. I win. I win. Um, several iterations of that on uh, IndieConnect.com and you can go to JoinOurCircus.com and see all those iterations of uh, Clownette. Uh, I deserve it. People are like, oh, you're making money up. I'm like, I don't give a shit. I know I, you. Did you go to court? Did you? <laughs> did you? You may hate yeah, I, I'm like, I don't even hate him. That's the thing. Like, I don't even hate him. People think I do. People think it's like, I don't want him to make any money. Like, I want him to make all the money. Like, I there's there's not, that's not the thing with this. This wasn't what it was about. It was me being able to sell uh, whatever uh, parody artwork I wanted of, of said individual because he was like being pissy towards me. So I got pissy with him. And then we got pissy and went to court. So you can find all those lovely shirts on <laughs> <laughs> Join Art Circus com or indieconnection.com indieconnect.com or however it is um and then uh deathmatch worldwide doing some amazing stuff uh, uh Corey has put together quite a uh i'd say uh definitely home for for all of deathmatch and surrounding deathmatch stuff uh even some that's not really necessarily deathmatch just very very cool gimmicks and things like that so um, very cool that he's doing that on deathmatchworldwide.com. Uh, there's several old shirts, old designs uh, that I had had um, on there. You can always reach me through my social media platforms, which uh, on Facebook, which is really hard because I have like I keep getting like 5,000 people, and then like one person will be like, I don't like him anymore. <laughs> and then then I be like, oh, I'll get to add somebody, and I'll be like, oh, somebody must have deleted me or something. I'm like, that's cool though. Whatever. Um, that just leaves another room for somebody new. There you go. <laughs> uh, just Brandon Graver on Facebook. Uh, uh, WTWB uh, Graver on uh, Instagram. And then Stasic Graver on uh, yeah, and, uh, Twitter. All the fun socials. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> there is. It gets crazy after a while. But all those links are in the description below. I love I love all the shirts. I was looking at them before and I was like, I didn't even realize like that there were so many. And I was like, oh my. I was like, how cool is that? So it's like every one that I kept making to piss them off, like uh leading up until after we won and then we made up the justice one. Mm -hmm. But it's literally every shirt leading up to uh yeah. To literally after court and then winning and yeah That's it was beautiful. great yeah there, there's some really cool merch I, I said it to one of my friends i was like oh i know you're gonna buy one of these <laughs> I was like, definitely. Yeah. so but <laughs> my exact like my merch is on there too like just g raver stuff yeah. but that's 
that like falls in that in that realm. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So, and I know that there's like ma- uh, what's it called? Do you still have the cigarette lighters too? Because like those are pretty cool too. Because yeah. I know uh, my my friend bought one for you, so they're pretty awesome. So I like all that stuff. So I'm, I'm getting on a pin nut frenzy lately. So <laughs> I feel like I need to get some. Yeah, the pins were so much fun to make and get done. And I had them, you know, um, done to a friend of mine and he since that I stopped doing them. So now I kind of want to find a new place and I'm not sure where to really go for that, but I'm going to try to find some, cause I have some really cool ideas. I kind of want to turn into a pin and I want to, I want to have like one of those ones that like it moves, like it opens oh, cool. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Again, like if it was my mask and then like my hands are here and then it like pulls apart. And- oh, that's cool. Okay, well, when you do that, I'm definitely buying one. <laughs> I totally want to make that happen. I just don't know who to talk to about that because I know that's very specific and very, uh, you know, it's technical. So if anybody out there knows anybody who could create a pin like that or do something of that realm, please contact me or leave a message in my any of my inboxes, please. Yes, please, <laughs> definitely. So, um, but yeah, so I guess that's it. Thank you guys for... Uh, listening and uh yes. oh wait i saw one more post hp says fuck the people complaining about the money you're making off of it it's the first amendment case and you were justified <laughs> and yeah brad said kevin koo is great with pins kevin koo okay mm-hmm. so there you go awesome. so <laughs> yeah then i am going to talk to him awesome awesome well we'll definitely hey. come over and say hi to you this weekend when we see you at gcw Please do. I, I mean, I'm sure. Um, yeah, I'm sure I'll be out there in intermission and that sort of stuff. Definitely come say hi, take some pics and all that fun stuff. But yeah, thank you guys again for uh, listening. Make sure you guys support independent wrestling. It's so important. It's blooming. It's getting nuts out there. I love it. There's there's a little bit for everybody. So uh, yeah. So as always, I'm your host as always, the VP Giggles, the Heartbreak Chick, the Queen of the Indies, Tiffany. And thank you again so much, D Raver. I wish you the best. I can't wait to see you. So and all that fun stuff. But I'll definitely see you awesome. the next couple of weeks with H2O and GCW. So but thanks again, guys. We'll talk to you soon. Stay safe and definitely support independent wrestling. Bye. Yeah, no,